Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Today we are talking about ascension and the Ascended Masters. We are with author Susan Shumsky, who has spent 22 years in an ashram and has studied closely with a guru. She has a lot to share with us today, so please welcome Susan Shumsky. Thank you, Susan, for being here. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Lauren. Wow, you have an amazing book. You are the author of many books, and your website is divinerevelations.org. Let's talk today about ascension and immortality. You have studied with the Masters, and you've spent many years on your path. Share with us this, this time in India. It's quite fascinating. Okay, well, it was uh, the 1960s. I was a hippie. I was a flower child. I belonged to that generation. Mm-hmm. And probably most people don't realize that those of us who were flower children, we were really keen on the whole idea of attaining spiritual enlightenment, of experiencing higher states of consciousness, altered states of consciousness. And I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area during that time, you know, during the summer of love and all of that. And I was studying things like the Buddhist scriptures. I was studying Autobiography of Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was studying Alan Watts' books like The Way of Zen and other books, the Buddhist scriptures, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. We were following various gurus such as Timothy Leary, who was telling us, turn on, tune in, drop out. Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Dass. And we were really so interested and so uh, excited about the whole idea of experiencing spiritual awakening. So, you know, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, uh, it was a time of great, great, uh, it was an unusual time. It was a time when we we were really changing the world. And at that time, as I read the books by Alan Watts, he said that you need to find a meditation guide. Well, at that time in that place, you know, you didn't go to the yellow pages and see meditation guide listed or anything remotely similar to that. (laughs) So I asked a roommate, you know, how do I find this meditation guide? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate yourself? So I said, well, I guess I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed, and I sort of asked for or prayed for a meditation. Immediately, I was propelled into an ecstatic state. There was a rush of energy, a cord of energy that was flowing all the way from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head, and I felt like I was plugged into an electric socket, but in a very, very ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better, 
Little did I know that I had had my first meditation experience and my kundalini awakening all at the same time. And soon after that, a friend of mine brought me to the Transcendental Meditation Center, and there I saw the picture of the guru on the wall, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the guru of the Beatles and of Deepak Chopra. And this was in 1966. And it was not too long after that that I found myself on the banks of the Ganges River studying with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. From the first time I saw his picture at the meditation center, I knew this was it. This was what I wanted to study. This is what I wanted to do. So I spent six months. The first time I went to India, I was spent six months. Three months of that was on the class, the uh, teacher training class there in Rishikesh, India, in the, on the banks of the Ganges, in the Himalayas, in the foothills of the Himalayas. And then I stayed another three months with him and only five other people. So I had the unheard of blessing of being with Maharishi and only a few people, handful of people. And then, you know, after that, I just became more and more enthralled and more and more thrilled with the whole meditation experience and with the guru. And I spent 22 years in his ashrams total and I spent seven years on his personal staff. And that was a very long time ago. It was in 1970 when I first went to India. So it was an awesome experience to be with him and to have that, that time in India. Now, I have gone back to India several other times after that as well. So when you, this is fascinating because your story in India when you went there and you were around these masters and Maharishi, this guru, when you are in the presence, what do you think is going on when you're feeling this radiation and what you felt? Right. So, in fact, Lauren, there is an incredible radiation that comes from an enlightened spiritual master. It's like they vibrate and radiate on a different level. And that vibration is a vibration of bliss and of pure love. So when you're in the presence, if you're in the close proximity of an enlightened spiritual master, you gain this, it's as if you're lifting to this higher consciousness by osmosis. It's like they're transmitting this divine energy directly to you. And it comes through their eyes, through their voice, through their presence, just through being in proximity with them. So when I lived with him on his personal staff, which I did for seven years, I tried as much as I possibly could to get as close to him as I could, as often as I could, so that I could just kind of breathe in this amazing, amazing energy. And it was something that I had never experienced before, anything remotely like that in this lifetime anyway, to be that close to an enlightened being and also to have that kind of unconditional love that exudes from that type of being because it's not like the, the kind of love you get from anyone else. It's a special kind of love that is completely unconditional and their only desire is to help you to become spiritually awakened. So it's an amazing experience to be around these masters. And I do go back to India from time to time to hang around spiritual masters, you know, and to be in their presence and 
that's actually something that I do and something I even offer other people because I have a travel website and we go to India. So that's something I do. Wow. So this brings us forward on our conversation about ascension. And in your book, Ascension, just fascinating descriptions of masters and ascended ones. And really, when we read this, because of what you offer in your book as what some say would be living proof of even masters in India and other known teachers, this stuff is not make-believe. And these spiritual teachers in this vibration of bliss, this is what Ascension is about. Can you speak more to this? Okay, so Ascension, really, what it means is a human being transforming their body into a light body, becoming a light being, and basically disappearing in a flash of light is how it's described over and over again when you read about ascension with various masters and teachers. And then once they have disappeared in a flash of light, of course, they still are in their light body. And because they have mastered all the elements of creation, they are able to manifest any kind of body that they want and appear to anyone anywhere at any time. So it's an extraordinary ability to be an ascended master. That's why there's so, so very few of them that exist or that have existed throughout the ages. So some some minds might still have a, a disbelief of ascended masters just thinking, oh, it's mythology. But really, because of some of these, even spiritual teachers in India that you speak about about in your book, they're known to be hundreds of years old. Right. There are, there are spiritual masters who are ascended masters, and in fact, they tend to visit human beings. Uh, there's something called an ascended master visitation, where one of these radiant beings of light will just appear to you and give you a message. Uh, I'm sure that many of your listeners have had Ascended Master visitations. It's actually much more common than you might think, Mm. where these Ascended beings will come, they will just suddenly show up at the right time, perhaps when you're in need of help, maybe you're in danger or you're in need, or, or maybe you just need to get a spiritually uplifting message, and they'll just suddenly walk up to you out of the blue, and they'll say something to you. And then that will change the course of the direction of your life. And these people, they just seem to appear out of nowhere, and they disappear as normal, everyday people. But in fact, they are ascended beings. They are ascended masters. It brings to mind some of those episodes already that we may have had, just right. out of the blue. And then you yep. stop and say, what? That person just talked to me. Yeah. Interesting. And and you might turn around looking for the person and suddenly, and then they're just gone. Very interesting. So this is really what we're doing. So when we're speaking of ascension, then it's really on a cellular level. These ancient scriptures provide a a map and, and a pathway to it, don't they? Well, there are not really that many scriptures that talk about ascension or spiritual uh, or physical immortality, shall we call it. 
uh, that is is not really that commonly well known, but there are some ascended masters who have written about it. For example, Ramalinga Swami, who lived from 1823 to 1874, and he, mm, he at age five, he began to compose very beautiful devotional poetry, and at age 12, he began to teach in the temple, and he wrote several books about his experiences uh, in his collection of poetry. He's des- he described uh, how he transformed his body into an immortal body. He wrote that his uh, body transformed into a golden hue, and then it turned into what he called a body of love, a body of grace, and a body of light. And he said that his new body, which is imperceptible to the touch, was imperishable. And he wrote that it was unaffected by the environment. And he was an extraordinary saint. Uh, When anyone tried to photograph him, nothing appeared on the photographic plates except his clothing and his body cast no shadow, and that's the reason why he always covered his his body and his head. He would wear, like, um, cloth covering over his head and his whole body so that he would cast a shadow. And um, <clears throat> he didn't eat very often. He ate only once every two or three days. And he performed many really miraculous healings. So he lived in a place called Vadalur that I visited, that I've personally visited a few years ago, and mm-hmm. and it's all true. I mean, his whole story is completely true. If you like, I could tell you about his ascension. It's a pretty amazing story. It is. Please do, because there's other stories of this, yeah, that you cite in your book. But, yeah, tell us about Ramalinga. So in 1980, he moved into a very small hut. Mm-hmm. And in, in 19... Uh, I'm sorry... 1870? Did I say 1970? I hope not. Yeah, 1870. 1874, on January 30th, um, he told his devotees and his disciples that he would be leaving and that he would enter all bodies of God's creation. So he told them to padlock the door to that little hut from the outside. Mm -hmm. And he asked that they keep the oil lamp in his temple burning forever. And he said that if they were to go into the room the next following day, that the room would be empty, that he was going to disappear. So that night, later that night, he asked the devotees to chant all night long that night. The devotees were chanting outside the room, and suddenly they saw a flash of violet light that emanated from, you know, from below the door of the, of the hut. And then the next day, when they opened the door, There was nothing there. He had disappeared, and there was no other egress. There's no way in or out of that hut except through that door, and they were guarding the door the whole night, and and besides that, it was padlocked from the outside. And the police did an investigation, and I actually visited this place, and I saw the um, actual articles, the newspaper articles. Mm -hmm. The police did a thorough investigation, and they concluded that the Swami had just disappeared. He had just completely disappeared into thin air. Well, Lauren, that can only happen in India. It can only happen in India? That the police would say... Oh, that, that he disappeared into thin air. the person had disappeared into thin air. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that just quite amazing? 
so there's not many accounts of this, but then as history goes on, theosophy comes in and, and corroborates this because of some of the teachings there. But before we get into that, um, even some of the other um, Indian beings, we, you know, um, we have Babaji, who is always around and present, and some say that he is still alive or yes. billions yes, of that, years. Right. Um, many people believe that uh, a great saint named Mahamuni Babaji, who, Babaji is a very common name in India, by the way. It just means father. Mm-hmm. means uh, okay. respected father is what it means. But there is a specific Babaji who is the guru of the guru of the guru of Paramahansa Yogananda. Mm-hmm. And Paramahansa Yogananda is the great saint who wrote the book Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm-hmm. So his guru's guru was, Parma, was uh, Mahamuni Babaji. And he's often called the Yogi Christ. He is described in that book that Yogananda wrote. And he is uh, a, a great immortal master being of light that can appear to anyone at any time. All you need to do is just call upon him and ask for him to come to you and ask for him to help you, and he will. And he has a great sense of humor. He's uh, he's a wonderful teacher of teachers. He is my inner teacher, and he helps me with everything that I do and all the works that I do. He's totally awesome. And uh, a great, great love for Babaji. And um, there's uh, some amazing stories about him and about his appearances to different people. So he's just a fantastic being of light. Wonderful. So you have had this experience with Ascended Masters, both in the physical and in the mind, in telepathy, telepathic ways. Can you right. share some of those stories? So you saw with your physical eyes. That's fascinating. Right. So I've had Ascended Master visitations, and, yes, I've had visitations from Babaji. I've had, um, I don't know, three or four visitations from Babaji, and I've had other Ascended Master visitations. But I have to tell you, it's more common than you might think. I'll bet that a lot of the people listening here have had such visitations. It's mm-hmm. just not that uncommon. And we're so just, just not aware of it. Some of the some of the odd experiences you've had uh-huh. in your life. And you're just not aware of it. Okay. Yeah, right. there was a, a case where when you were a little girl, you had... Was that your story, Susan? Or maybe it was someone else in your book that... When she was a little girl, she had an experience where she fell off a horse. Was that you? Um, that was actually uh, Blavatsky. Oh, that was Helen, <laughs> that was Helen Blavatsky, Blavatsky. The founder of the Theosophical Society. She fell off a horse when she was in London, and her master, uh, El Moria, actually uh, helped her and saved her life. In fact, she probably would have cracked her skull if he hadn't come, come and, and saved her when she fell off the horse. And then later, of course, she she met him as an adult and she studied with him. Okay, so that's, all right, that's a good segue then into theosophy and Helen Blavatsky's work because that too is a fascinating way that these beings came to um, Helen, she studied with them on the banks of a river 
and in in the Himalayas, while they were still in Tibet, while they were still in body. Mm-hmm. She did study with uh, various masters, including Kutumi and El Moria and Dwalkul and uh, various masters that she uh, had seen here and there. As she had traveled to Tibet. She had met them also. They came to London and appeared to her there. And, and uh, of course, she was really instrumental in making the whole idea of ascension and ascended masters well-known in the West. She was a great contributor to the whole study of Eastern philosophy as well, and, of, the, and of, of course, the, the wisdom of the East, the wisdom of India. And she also made uh, St. Germain well-known, in fact, in the West, too, as, who's one of the great ascended masters. So she is somebody that we have to have a lot of respect for, although there was a lot of controversy about her, too. There are many people who accused her of fraud and so on, but in fact, you know, I can only give her respect because she really brought forth teachings of the Ascended Masters to the West. And she Mm -hmm. had many disciples who also were very instrumental, people like Alice Bailey and and other people who followed her teachings and wrote a lot of books themselves. Yes, isn't it fascinating that such incredible information came forth from those books? And Mm -hmm. today, quantum physics and science is basically proving this. And you've even got books on the chakras and the, the color rays and the auras and the colors of that. And so it's, um, don't you find that fascinating? Yes, as a matter of fact, obviously I've been in this spiritual study for over 47 years, and so the whole, the whole mystical realm, the spiritual world is of great fascination to me, and I've written many books about it. I think that probably my most esoteric book is the book, The Power of Chakras, and that book really delves deep into how this manif- how this universe manifested out of the singularity, how it goes back into the singularity, how we as individuals get manifested out of that out of that oneness, out of that wholeness, and how we go back to that and and all the details about the subtle energy system are are detailed in that book, uh, The Power of Chakras, and also in my book, The Power of Auras. So all of this is uh, just fascinating things to learn and study and to experience for yourself. And I am really most about personal experience. I believe that people really need to experience these things for themselves and have the direct contact with uh, their higher self, with their true I am self or whatever you want to call it, to truly experience that for themselves and to realize their own true nature of being. And that is really the purpose of our existence on Earth. These ascended masters are simply inspirations to us to show us the way, to show us the pathway to that experience of our true divine nature. Very well said. So when we're, um, you're in Mount Shasta, and that is pretty amazing because of the telos that's there, and um, there were other experiences of ascension, even in the Mount Shasta area. 
Let's talk about Joanna Cherry. Uh, Joanna Cherry is a woman who lives in Mount Shasta, and she is a teacher of Ascension. And the interesting thing about her is that I learned a lot. In fact, she was really my first teacher who taught me about Ascension. And she is a very interesting woman who has uh, helped a lot of people to experience Ascended, uh, to have Ascension experiences. And uh, so I have great respect for her as well. And she's the one that told me about Annalise Scarin. Annalise Scarin mm-hmm. is a woman who lived in uh, the 20th century, and she was a member of the Mormon Church. She was very devoted to that church. But unfortunately, she was excommunicated from the church because they didn't like the fact that she was writing these books on Ascension. And she wrote a book called Ye Are Gods, and and they didn't really, you know, they didn't Mm -hmm. like that too much for this woman to to be teaching people that they could become Ascended Masters. And, in fact, if you like, I could tell you the story of her Ascension. Yeah, that's fascinating, too. And it's the same, it's common. As the others. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So she was uh, 52 years old, and she was living in the home of a friend in Salt Lake City. And on June 16th of 1952, she mentioned to her roommate, who she called Mrs. B, she mentioned to her that probably the angels were going to be coming to get her soon, and that she was going to be ascending. And uh, that evening, Mrs. B was... You know, she was sitting in her sitting room, and she just suddenly saw a bright flash of light from under Annalie's bedroom door. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really think too much about it. But then in the middle of the night, Mrs. B woke up, and she just had this sudden urge that she had to go to Annalie's room and check on her. So she tried, and she knocked on the door, and no answer. So she went inside the room, and Annalie was not there. But her false teeth were sitting on the bedstand next to her bed. Well, apparently she, she had uh, ascended. Mm-hmm. Uh, later that night, uh, Mrs. B was sitting in her living room with her children, and suddenly Annalie appeared in the house, and she was wearing a blue dress, and her legs were covered with dust. And Annalie said to them, <clears throat> Do you believe I have translated? Translation is another word for ascension, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you believe I have translated? And Mrs. B and her family members, they replied, yes. And then suddenly, Annalie turned into a brilliant divine light being, uh, shining with golden light, and then she uh, disappeared. And by the way, as she appeared to them, she was smiling and uh, with her pearly white teeth, uh, while her false mm-hmm. teeth were sitting in the <laughs> still mm-hmm. sitting in her room on the bed bed stand. That's a fascinating story, and it's only you know that was in the fifties. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So really, this is this is just amazing because you're putting together all the pieces of these stories. Mm-hmm. And now. Have you, okay, so there's this, there's other examples of people experiencing getting close to ascension and not when working with masters like St. Germain. How about mm-hmm. you yourself? Are these like little episodes of um, 
you know, when we feel a wave of of an upliftment in our body, mm-hmm. what do you think is going on, and what's your experience? Well, certainly anyone at any time can call upon an Ascended Master, and it's a good idea to call upon them by name and ask for something specific, like if you want to ask for to be purified, to be lifted, if you want to ask for healing, if you want to ask a question. You know, they, they really, it is just a matter of asking for it and receiving. So you may call upon, for example, St. Germain and ask him to come with his violet flame. He has a kind of a violet purifying flame that is he's well known for, and you could ask him to come and assist you with any problem that you might have, or he can help you with prosperity. He's very good with prosperity. He was always very wealthy. <laughs> and he can help you with uh, healing, of course, and purifying. The violet flame is very good for purification, for consuming all negativity. And there, there are many, these, many of the Ascended Masters have kind of specialties that they work with. And you can learn about that in my book, Ascension. You can learn about these different masters. There's stories about just, you know, I've got tons of stories in this book about the Ascended Masters. They're so fascinating stories. And many of them are people you've never heard of. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. your listeners have never heard of Ramalinga Swami, for example, and he was one of the greatest Ascended Masters ever. Mm-hmm. And the Buddhist tradition, the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, they have something in their tradition called the rainbow body, which mm-hmm. is the same thing. You know, disappearing in a flash of light, and people are seeing a rainbow above the place where that uh, ascension takes place. And they claim that they have tens of thousands of monks and nuns who have attained the rainbow body in the Buddhist tradition. So it's, it's really all over the world. It isn't just in India or just here or just in Tibet or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is there are ascended beings of light in many different cultures throughout the world well it's fascinating because the places that babaji was or was it wrong um i can't remember the names but the places where some of these gurus go and meditate in caves are on cliff sides so is levitation involved as well and by location this is the mystical arts we're talking about right well there's one really great story about uh one of Yogananda's teachers, teacher, which is uh, Lahiri Mahasya. Mm-hmm. Lahiri Mahasya was a great spiritual master of India in the 1800s. And one day he was in, I believe it was in Varanasi, and he was teaching there to a small group of disciples. And one of his disciples named Ram Gopal, he told him to go to the Ghat. Now the Ghat is the that's the steps that lead down to the Ganges River. It's a it's a bathing Ghat. You, it's a place where you go to uh, to bathe in the river. So he told him to go to the Ghat, and Ram Gopal sitting there by the Ghat, you know, and he's wondering what he's doing there. And then suddenly, as he's sitting there, a slab, a stone slab, a very heavy stone slab, lifts off the ground levitates in the air, and Babaji's sister, he's sometimes called his sister, sometimes called his cousin, she appears from underground, and she appears out of this kind of underground cave or whatever it is to Ram Gopal. And then he sees one beautiful 
beam of light across the Ganges, and that gets grows closer to him, and suddenly he sees uh, Lahiri Mahasya, who appears to him and, you know, comes to the god. And then another ball of light comes over the Ganges, and there appears Babaji. So all of these beings of light are there, and um, Babaji says that he is going to, uh, he's been around for, you know, a very long time, and he's considering re-merging into the absolute. In other words, at the end of a a person's cycle evolution, what happens to them is they re-merge with the absolute. They, They merge with the oneness of all that is, shall we say. So that's what he said he wanted to do, but then... Mataji, who is uh, Babaji's sister, called his sister, she says, well, you know, what, it doesn't make any difference if you are in form or if you are formless. Does it make any difference? And he said, well, no, not really. And she said, well, would you be willing to stay with us and continue to serve as an ascended master and to continue to help people? And he said, yes, okay, I will do that. So he, he agreed to do that. And Ram Gopal witnessed this whole scenario. And then they all, you know, disappeared. They, she went back in the cave and they all disappeared. And then he went back to Lahiri Mahasya, who was still sitting there with his disciples giving a discourse. He was still in the same place with all of his disciples. And he had been giving a talk, he'd been giving a discourse on bilocation on how a saint can be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty interesting story. That's in my book, Ascension. It was also in, and actually it's from the book, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Oh, I know. It's such great. The way that you interpret this, though, is just so beautiful. It really is a great read, Ascension. Thank you. Connecting yeah, thank with you. the immortal masters. So... There are so many fascinating stories. There was even one where you had a friend who worked, um, not worked, but was in an ashram as well. And he told a story of a monk coming out of silence. And some of those stories were fascinating. He spoke of journeys to the inner earth or in the underground caves so a question for you, Susan, is do you know more about inner earth or subterranean continents? Well, it is said that there's a place uh, in Mount Shasta called Telos. You, you did mention that earlier in the interview, where there's a whole city of ascended beings who live inside the mountain there in Mount Shasta. Many people who live in Mount Shasta believe in that. They believe in Telos. But also, it's not really just here. It's not just in the United States that people have these beliefs. It is, in fact, in the ancient Tibetan tradition, the Buddhist tradition, where they believe in the underground caves and the the people who live in these underground caves, the, the... what they call the serpent people and other people who live in these 
in these underground cities and caves. And uh, one of my close friends, Sean David Morton, uh, went to Nepal, and he studied in an, in an ashram there for quite a, a long time, and a monastery there. And he met one of these amazing beings. I think that's the one you were you were referring to <laughs> earlier. Yes. And that that amazing being had uh, a deep knowledge of these underground people and these underground caves, and uh, it was just fascinating because it was like, wow, you know, that really exists, and these people really exist. So, yeah, no. and the point that we that we'd like to speak and point out is you mentioned ascended. So there's no fear. The fear would be here on the surface, uh, in this realm, and so ascended really is just being um, in that higher vibration, as you said earlier, of bliss and pure love. So Susan, what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself connected? to this mm -hmm. so I recommend a couple different things to help people stay connected to spirit with a capital S mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost would be meditation to experience the true nature of your being secondly would be prayer and affirmation affirmative prayer and I teach all these things in my various books for example I have a book called Divine Revelation, another book called How to Hear the Voice of God, another one called Exploring Meditation. These are all about connecting with spirit and having experiences, divine mystical experiences yourself, and being able to connect with the Ascended Masters yourself. They're all how-to books, and they're all about how you do that. I also have books on affirmative prayer to help you stay clear to help you to not only be connected, but to also stay, remain in that spiritual state so that you are not dragged down by the influences of people around you, places around you, things around you. So we have Miracle Prayer, which is one of my books. Another one is called Instant Healing. Instant Healing is a great book because it has 243 of these affirmative prayers that you can use for just about any situation that you find yourself in, and also to help you manifest things that you would like to manifest in your life to fulfill your desires. So instant healing and also the power of auras to help you keep your energy field clear, harmonious, and in touch with spirit. So I have a wide variety of books that are really very practical. They're all how-to books. Ascension is actually one of my least how-to books. It does have information on how to experience Ascension because it has some meditations in it. Mm -hmm. But really my other books, and it does have some affirmations in it as well, but my other books are more focused on how-to material. This, this book, Ascension, is more about stories of the Ascended Masters, which is very inspiring and very entertaining to read about, by the way. It is, and again, I just want to point out that some would consider it mythology or just stories on people's imagination, but what I really want to reiterate is that, gosh, you have painted a really good picture, and just by sharing the stories of even the most recent Ascended Masters, even from mm -hmm. the last decade, the 20th century, my goodness, it is amazing. 
So, right. And we're talking ascension with the physical body. Yes, we are. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a great master of India that I visit on a regular basis. His name is uh, Devaraha Hans Baba. And he, uh, his picture is here in the book, and his guru's picture is in the book. And this is a case of what they call uh, a walk-in. In India, they call it Parkaya Pradesh, which means transmigration of the soul, where one soul goes into the next soul and achieves uh, immortality that way. But in fact, his guru, who was Devraha Baba, he had already lived 800 years before he gave up his mortal coil and went into the next body, which is Hans Baba. And you see there are two pictures mm-hmm. in the book here, right next to each other. And uh, he's a really amazing being. Uh, I mean, I just love visiting him. It's so awesome to be in his presence. He's really, really an amazing being. And he was one of the most highly revered saints in India, uh, his his master was Devraha Baba. Uh, he had been visited by all the Gandhis and the, all the presidents and prime ministers and so on. And and Dr. Rajendra Prasad, who was India's very first president, he met Devraha Baba in his childhood in the early 1900s mm-hmm. when his father took him to see Devraha Baba. And he said that Devaraha Baba was already an elderly man when his father first took him to see him uh, in the 1900s, and even when his father first met him in the 19th century. And he didn't relinquish his body until 1990. And and it is claimed that he was the direct disciple of a guru who lived in 1016 to 1137. Yes, and mm-hmm. and so then yeah. and so that's what in the book it says transmigration of the soul, and it's mm-hmm. great that you're talking about this, Susan, because every person that you've talked about, yes, I've highlighted in my book because these are fascinating stories, and that is what it is a walk in. So right. wow, it's just fascinating. There's also Teet Maharaj, mm-hmm. who is still alive and. Yeah. You met him and looked at his passport. Yeah. Yeah, I saw his passport and uh he was he was born in 1892 and he was driving. When I met him, he was still driving a car and I have a picture of him in the book mm-hmm. that he gave me and that picture was taken at the time that I met him. I mean, around the time that I met him, which was uh not very long ago. And he was already, uh, you know, 108 years old. The picture looks like he's about, what, uh, 50? I wouldn't even say that. 40s, yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's just amazing. And this is the vibration. And so let's talk about a little bit about the ascetics. Um, Prana breathing, that is what today's breatharians are after. So the ascetics, they can be in all environments, with no clothes, they're naked, and they don't take much food. Speak right. more, share more on this. That's just, um, yeah. is that really a pathway? Well, yes. Um, I mean, the, the fact is that there are these, what they call Nagababas, these naked saints, and Hans Baba is one of them. And 
when I go to the Kumbha Mela, which is a big festival that happens every 12 years in India, mm-hmm. and I often take people to the Kumbha Mela, uh, it happens in four different places. And so it's really happening every three years in India. It's 12 years in uh, every 12 years in four different places. So that festival, which is called Kumbha Mela, which is translated to mean the pot of nectar of immortality, the festival around the pot of nectar of immortality. Mm-hmm. And that festival, there are literally thousands of these great saints who, who come to this festival. And many of them are these naked ascetics, or these Nagababas, and they are, they are saints who smear themselves with ash. They have a very, um, they've renounced the world. Their lifestyle is is very uh, harsh. You know, they live in caves or monasteries. They don't have any possessions. They don't even have clothing. That's how much they've renounced everything. So they are just wandering saints, uh, or they're living in a monastery. They're either wandering or living in a monastery, and they have no possessions whatsoever. So they are focused solely on... Uh, renouncing the world and on attaining spiritual awakening. That's their focus. It's just amazing. I mean, we've seen these images and the pictures, and um, recently it even made itself known on a um, Netflix show with Ricky Gervais, which I find quite interesting. And he he sent a guy to the Kumbha Mela, and um, Swamiji was there and, and took him into the Ganges River and... So that was interesting. So they renounce the world. It's it's as if they're here. They're here to work on their ascension. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know how old some of them are. They could just right, right. But usually, I mean, if there is a if there is someone who is very very old, then people know about that, you know, uh-huh. because their relatives visited them, you know, in other eras and other generations and so they become quite well known some of some of these great uh long living saints there was even one in china that i talk about in the book that was reported in the new york times i mean mm-hmm. he died at age 250 and it was reported in the new york times and so that was in the 1930s that he died so so i guess my point there in saying that is what struck me is when i read the book and you read about the ages of these sages and the saints, um, mm-hmm. they are just not part of the world global census. And so when we speak of the oldest living person, oh, we don't even take into account the ascetics. No, we don't. The people don't because they don't they don't count those as people. <laughs> they don't count people from India or China as people. But in fact, uh, Master Lee I have his photograph here in my book. I mean, he was born in 1677 mm-hmm. in China, and he was a well-known herbalist. And, you know, he was married 14 times. He had 180 descendants covering 11 generations. And his uh, death was reported in 1933 in the New York Times. So <laughs> mm-hmm. his secret, here's his secret. This is a quote from him. One should have a quiet heart, sit calmly like a tortoise, walk sprightly like a pigeon, and sleep soundly like a dog. (laughs) And he attributed his longevity to peace of mind and said everyone could live at least a century by attaining inward calm. 
everyone could at live at least a century by attaining inward calm. So it really is that simple. So what do you think is going on now in these days for people? Um, we really are at this point of making a conscious choice in our life to let those things that bother us go or suffer because we cling to them. What is your take on, on everything? Well, I mean, the reality is that we always have individual choice. Everyone has individual choice at every moment of every day. And the choice is we can be defensive, we can be reactive, we can get into tied into knots and, and live in great anxiety and have headaches and have stress and have hypertension. Mm -hmm. Or we can choose to do something about that and instead perhaps take a few deep breaths, perhaps have a little meditation, perhaps do some prayers, uh, do some affirmations, do something, do some spiritual practice that will help you to become more centered, balanced, and in greater equilibrium, greater equanimity within yourself. And I'm greatly, greatly um, gratified to see that the practice of yoga has become so popular in the mm -hmm. West, and that so many people are taking that seriously. The only trouble is that they're only taking the physical aspect of it seriously. They, they consider yoga to be an exercise that you do in a gym. Well, yoga is not, you, yoga means union. It means yoking. Mm -hmm. It means to unite. But it's not unification of the nose with the knee. You know, or, or the or the yeah. head with the, the the head with the knee, or or the or the fingers with the with the toes. You know, that's not the type of yoga we're talking about. We're talking about union of the individual with universal spirit. That's what yoga really means. And there are many paths to yoga, including devotion, including service, including using mantras, using spiritual practices, meditation, and so on. And physical culture is only a very small part of that. It's, you know, that's the physical body. It's the spiritual body that we need to work on. It's our mental body that we need to heal. It's our spiritual awakening that we need to develop. So this is, this is real yoga, and this is something that is worthwhile, something for everyone to aspire to and to attain. What do you say is happening now with the current energies and our own ascension process? What does that mean to you? Well, the amazing thing is that today ascension is more and more prevalent within the vibration of this planet. What I mean by that is that people are becoming more and more aware of who they are and developing their spiritual self. This was not the case decades ago. And we see year by year, more and more people are focusing on their spiritual development. Every year we see more and more of the vibration of this planet lifting higher and higher. So this is, it's like an exponential curve actually that's going on in this planet for the last a few decades we see an incredible rise in interest in spirituality, in meditation, in organic food, 
in yoga, in martial arts, in anything related to spirituality. We're also a prayer and the idea of ascension, the idea of transforming the physical body into a light body and becoming an ascended master or at least communicating with ascended masters if, if you're not interested in, in becoming one yourself. But the idea of communicating with divine beings and having conversations with higher beings of light, this is really becoming like an everyday topic. It's almost mainstream at this point because people are learning so much more through the proliferation of knowledge on the Internet and uh, through just the fact that yoga is available on every street corner practically and I mean, this is a different world, you know, way back when I was a child. It was completely different. You did not find any of these things anywhere. As a matter of fact, there were only two esoteric bookstores in the entire country, and <laughs> you could not find any metaphysical books in the bookstores. It was impossible. Mm -hmm. That's just one example. I mean, there's a lot of examples of how this has completely changed and how this planet has truly gone to a higher level of awareness. It is so beautiful. The dreams of the yogis and the visions of the yogis and the gurus and the sages to get this out to the world is coming true. It's having an effect and it's so beautiful to see. And so when we are seeing more and more people developing their spiritual selves and learning to communicate with divine beings of light we are having stories come in from people they're more aware of colors or strange mists that appear colorful mists that appear in the corner of their room and this is what it is all a part of so you have got your teachings on this you have an ascension course in your special offer and this is something that helps people learn so much more down this route. Share with us the contents of this special offer and how people can work with it. Uh, yes, Lauren, I do have a, a wonderful package. It's called Ascension, Connecting with the Immortal Masters and Beings of Life. So this package is, well, the value of the package is $1,350. And the investment for you is just a fraction of that 1350 it you're getting it for only $97 that's 7% of that price wow so it's it's a huge huge value and it actually I I'd call it a bargain because you're getting so much so what's included in the package is first of all an audio book which are audio files, and the book is called Ascension, Connection with the Immortal Masters and Beings of Light. Actually, I think it's called Connecting with the Immortal Masters and Beings of Light. I think I've got a typo on here. So uh, Ascension, Connecting with the Immortal Masters and Beings of Light, and this is a fascinating book, audio book that you can listen to. It's so entertaining. Uh, but also inspirational and informational. So it's about ascension. What is ascension? What does it mean to be an ascended master? What does it mean to have a 
radiant light body that is your immortal body of light that you live forever in and where you can appear and disappear anytime at will. And how can you communicate with beings of light who have attained this amazing state of ascension? And this book is not just about beings of light that you normally think of when you think of ascended masters, such as Jesus or St. Germain or Mother Mary or people like that, but uh, this also describes and has wonderful stories about masters throughout the world in every culture in America, in India, in China, in all over the world, different places where you find people who have ascended, ascended masters, and what that means, and, and, and the stories are just so phenomenal. I mean, you're just going to be, your mind is going to be blown. You'll be so inspired by these stories of not only uh, the master's ascensions, but also their visitations with uh, with people and how uh, anyone can ascend, it's possible to ascend and walk beyond death, and uh, how you yourself could also meet the ascended masters and beings of light. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's just filled with just fascinating stories about these these uh, ascended beings. So I think you'll really enjoy the book. Mm. Also included in this is uh, you're going to find some paintings that I personally have done, beautiful paintings of Ascended Masters and Being of Light. There's 34 paintings, and that is included in this particular offer. In addition to that, there is a teleseminar. It's a 90-minute teleseminar, and uh, you can listen to that. It's called... Avatars and Ascended Masters are real. So in that Mm -hmm. seminar, you're going to learn uh, about uh, specific stories about direct visitations from divine beings and people living today who might be Ascended Masters and how George Washington and the Founding Fathers were visited by Ascended Masters and reports of Ascended Masters disappearing with a flash of light, mm. the secrets of the real fountain of youth and the philosopher's stone, uh, and great saints of India who live in eternal youth, and corpses that remain fresh and sweet-smelling for up to 1,800 years. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just so fascinating, the real-life stories of immortal Buddhist, Hindu, Christian, Jewish, and Taoist masters. Mm-hmm. So that is a teleseminar. In addition, you're going to uh, see a video called Ascension, Meeting the Masters of Immortality, which will also have a special meditation to help you experience the ascended light body. This is completely awesome. Mm -hmm. This uh, particular uh, video is so enlightening and inspiring and then meditation is you're just not going to find that anywhere else because it is not available anywhere else so uh you will during this it has a powerpoint presentation and a meditation so you'll see beautiful uh, ascended beings you'll hear amazing stories about the beings you will learn about your choices that you make in life, death, and the afterlife, and spiritual enlightenment and ascension. And uh, you'll learn about 
what happens when you die and what choices you can make. But not only when you die, but even before death, what kind of choices you can make for ascension. And you'll learn how you can transform your physical body into a body of light. And then you're going to have the direct experience during the meditation of the quickening of spirit that pervades and uplifts your body and mind as you experience ascension firsthand. Okay, well, that's not all. <laughs> There's okay. more. So, uh, ascension living forever in a body of light with a special body transmutation meditation. Okay, so that is another audio uh, seminar. And on this audio seminar, you're going to have a very special, unprecedented, profound meditation that was given to me directly from the great Mahamuni Babaji, the immortal being Babaji, who's often called the Yogi Christ. Mm -hmm. And he gave me this meditation that is so incredible. Uh, I don't even know how to begin to describe it. It's about transmuting your physical body into a light body. And okay. it's a very deep and profound meditation, and it it is really uh, based upon something very real and very deep. So I think that this meditation is, and by the way, it is not available anywhere else. I don't show, I don't sell it on my website. It's not in any of my books. This particular meditation. It's only in this particular file that you're going to receive mm. called Ascension Living Forever in a Body of Light. So, okay. so that will be included and also uh, you're going to re uh, receive the secret of what prevents you from experiencing ascension and experience your true nature of oneness and wholeness and experience uh, divine love and light and grace and energy and experience God consciousness through meditation. So this is awesome. Okay, that's not all. There is a <laughs> video file, which is called Kumbh Mela, Nectar of Immortal Life. This mm. is an entire PowerPoint presentation about an amazing festival that takes place in India mm. called the Kumbh Mela. And you'll learn about that. This is related to physical immortality and ascension, the Kumbh Mela, because, in fact, that word, Kumbh Mela, translates as nectar of immortal life, okay. festival around the nectar of immortal life. So you'll find out all about this festival, and you're going to see, you're going to actually experience the festival through this amazing PowerPoint. It's, it's not a PowerPoint. It's actually an experience. It's an experience of visiting the Kumbh Mela, which is, uh, it can change your life. So mm -hmm. I don't even know how to start to describe what it's like to see this PowerPoint presentation and to experience the great stages, saints, saints, and immortal beings who are living today in physical form who you can meet through this amazing presentation. Okay, and then mm -hmm. we have two different guided meditations in this package. One is called the Breakthrough Meditation, which is a special meditation to help you to be able to connect with, <laughs> connect with and experience 
the true nature of your being and awaken to your inner divine contact with the, the still small voice within. Hold on. Sure. I'm sorry, you have to edit that. This out. Go for it. We can edit right I here. I got something in my throat there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, take your time because we can edit. Yeah. Mm hmm. So during this meditation, you're going to open to the inner voice through a powerful, feel-proven, guided meditation that tens of thousands of people have used to successfully develop their intuition, meaning their direct contact with spirit. And this is a profound, really incredible meditation where you're going to pass through that seeming veil that has separated you from spirit and experience spirit directly you'll heal the ego blockages that have prevented clear inner divine contact and communication and you'll learn how to listen to and trust the still small voice within and receive divine messages so this is a, a very powerful meditation and then if that's not all, you also mm-hmm. <laughs> are getting awesome. a, a guided meditation for daily use, which is a a 30-minute guided meditation that you can use daily to help you quiet your mind and open your heart so you can hear the inner divine voice and receive divine messages, healing wisdom and inspiration from within yourself. So this is a incredible, wonderful meditation that you can use on a daily basis and then last but not least there's an ascension panel that was recorded live in Los Angeles and this is not just me but several speakers who are talking about ascension what it really means to ascend so I think you'll really enjoy this panel it is a video and it was recorded live so this is, when I look through this package, mm-hmm. I'm just my mind is blown that you're going to get all of this for only ninety seven dollars. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you so much for such a powerful package. The meditations in there, my goodness, Baba G, transmuting physical body, and I've not seen his work channeled through or coming forth in such a way. So that is really cool and you said that was ascension living forever ever in a body of light right yeah cool. i mean this is uh, this meditation is nowhere to be found i have not mm-hmm. offered it on my whips i've not offered it anywhere it's a secret that was given to me by babaji and you're going to get it in this package okay wonderful things for us to work on you know, uh, as we've learned after 2012, this great shift, there's nothing magical that's going to happen outside of us. It's all happening within us. If we each take the responsibility to go on this ascension path, what are your thoughts on this as we say goodbye today? Our personal responsibility. Yes, I mean, the thing is that uh, maybe people think that something Something or someone is going to save them, heal them, enlighten them, and so forth. But the reality is that you do need to do the work yourself. But I make it really easy for you with the kinds of teachings that I bring forth. Mm -hmm. I make it very simple and easy for anyone to have 
spiritual awakening and spiritual experiences, especially through the guided meditations that I provide to people, and, of course, through the books that I write, and uh, the entire Ascension book is available through this package that I'm offering today. And the thing is that it's very essential, especially now, for people to take responsibility, to step up to the plate, and become their own guru. That means learn how to listen to the inner voice, the voice of true spirit within you, which is God within you. It is your own higher self. And once you open up that flow and start that connection, uh, which you can do through the some of the guided meditations that I'm offering today, then you will be able to have this direct flow of communication from spirit You'll be able to make wise decisions, the best decisions in your life, with very peaceful confidence because you know that you're on the right track when you're listening to your highest wisdom, your higher self. So you can make the best decisions and walk a path of great confidence and live in the light of spirit. I mean, you're actually fulfilling your destiny and becoming all that you can be. And also, something that's very cool is an online healing retreat master class. This is Awaken Your Divine Intuition, and we did it recently. This is the recording in an encore broadcast and a home study course. You will listen to this and experience a divine breakthrough, which was very fascinating I had personal experience with this, and it is exquisite. I myself have transcended competition after this incredible experience. Awakening our divine intuition is very powerful when we're dealing with living our passion and starting our own business and finding that inner guidance. So tell us what we're going to learn. We have three sessions. These are about two hours each for a total of six hours at least. Mm -hmm. I am so excited about this, Lauren. I am just over the moon about this online healing retreat, and it's called Awaken Divine Intuition. So this seminar is going to transform your life. It is so amazing. This particular class is my foundation class for everything that I do, everything that I teach. This is about supreme experience of the divine, having that divine experience directly. There was a gentleman who asked earlier, how do I have faith and trust in God's love? How can he when he hasn't experienced that? This is about having the direct experience of spirit with a capital S in whatever form you believe that to be, whether that is, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're New Age, whether you're New Thought, whether you're metaphysical, whatever it is that you call yourself spiritual, or if you call yourself a a particular religion, that's good too. It doesn't really matter what your uh, belief is or what your particular deity or conception is about spirit or about God, you're going to have amazing spiritual experiences on this class. So this is about being in touch with spirit, with a capital S, and listening to the still small voice within you, 
learning how to have direct spiritual experience. You're going to learn how to receive divine impressions, how to develop your clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient abilities and begin to start the flow of divine guidance within you. And if you've already been doing that, that's great. This will help to deepen your ability to receive clear inner guidance. So on this, during this class, you're going to learn how to meditate, how to experience the divine presence directly, how to get very clear, precise messages and answers to practical questions from that in-house counselor, and how to do that at will. Everything I teach is about receiving, asking and receiving at will. That is what is very unique about everything that I do and everything I teach is that this is not about some just, okay, maybe it'll happen. This is about receiving the spiritual experiences that you're seeking by asking for it and receiving the inner guidance by asking the questions and receiving the inner guidance. Also, uh, you're going to learn how to release blockages that prevent you from hearing the divine voice and receiving the divine messages. And you're also going to learn how to distinguish between that true divine voice and other voices in your mind. So in the first session, we're going to learn all about opening to inner wisdom. It'll be like an introduction to the whole thing, and it'll, and you're going to learn uh, all about how, how this interconnection takes place you'll learn about the four different goals that we want to achieve when we're having something called the breakthrough experience. And those four goals are the inner contact, inner name, inner signal, and inner message. You're going to learn all about that in great detail and how you can use these particular techniques and these particular tasks to be able to receive that experience of the divine presence so deep within your heart and soul there is this beautiful source of wisdom within and you're going to learn how you can tap into that how you can receive this beautiful experience of the divine how you can reclaim what i call the pearl of great price which is your higher self within and how you can meet and consciously communicate with that inner guru so, you know, right now, today more than ever, a sense of inner knowing is essential. And for us to be able to make decisions with peaceful confidence, knowing that our decisions are based upon highest wisdom, that which is of highest good for ourselves and for all others concerned, we can only know that when we're receiving the answers to our questions from spirit with a capital S from the that place from which the truth comes. So when we know that we're able to make our decisions and choose wisely every step of the way in our lives because we're being guided by spirit with a capital S, that's a pretty amazing way to live. So this is about becoming your own guru, discovering your life purpose, awakening your inner genius, and enjoying little miracles in everyday life. 
So in session one, we're going to learn all about it. In session two, we're going to experience it. We're going to have what's called the breakthrough experience. And that breakthrough experience is a guided meditation that will help you to open to your higher self and begin to receive clear intuition. We're going to open that pipeline to the divine so that we begin the flow of inner guidance, love, healing, wisdom, and inspiration from the center of your being. And we're going to use this guided meditation to do it. So you'll be experiencing this directly. We're going to be passing through the seeming veil that has separated you from spirit. We're going to experience the divine light, the divine presence. We're going to heal the ego blockages that have prevented us from experiencing this directly. We're going to learn how to hear that inner voice, how to receive uh, the inner message. And we're going to receive that inner contact the four goals that I mentioned before, the contact, inner name, inner signal, inner message, we're going to actually have the direct experience of that. In session three, we're going to learn about becoming spiritually street smart. So what does that mean? It means, well, we're street smart when we're out on the street. We know how to handle ourselves in public. But when it comes to going into the inner realm, who or what is giving us this message? So we're going to learn how to distinguish and discern between that true divine voice and other voices in our mind, how to test whether the message is the real thing by using the 10 test system. So you're going to learn the 10 test system in session three. And at some point, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to fit this in, we're going to learn the healing prayers as well. But during session three, we're definitely going to learn the the, uh, 10 tests. We're going to discover the four levels that you might inadvertently tap into and delude you, that help, that make you delude yourself into thinking that you're receiving true inner guidance when you're not. Um, and also how to test, how to use this 10 test system, 10 tests of spiritual discernment that help you to know, yes, this is truly coming from spirit. This message I'm getting, this experience I'm getting, it is really coming from the divine voice and not some other voice. So you're going to attain spiritual discernment, overcome psychic deception, avoid the pitfalls of spiritual gullibility, develop spiritual self-protection, and become your own guru. So this class is going to be so much fun and so profound and meaningful. It's going to be amazing. And you're also going to get a... Not only are you going to get these downloadable files of the classes that you're going to be taking, which the classes are all live, you're also going to be getting a a file of the healing prayers, specific healing prayers and affirmations that will help you keep your energy field clear and clean. And also I'm I'm just throwing in a few bonus gifts as well along with that, and uh, that's listed here. And you can read the testimonials here on this page, too, um, where the offer is. Uh, You'll see what other students have said about this amazing class that you're going to be taking. And this master class is, uh, let's see, the master class is $97. If you bundle the master class with the miracle prayer, you get, you get both of them for only $165. That's a fantastic value. Wow. I know. That's really great. People have paid, you know, $1,000 to take this class, you know. <laughs> so this is yes. uh, so a really, good value. 
great value. Awesome. And if it resonates with your heart and you're really ready for this, we encourage you to check it out and join us because I'm personally excited to have Susan here in one of these online healing retreat master classes. And your special offer is available on this webpage in the special offer link. So we thank you for that wonderful package. It's an immediate download and my goodness, what a beautiful way to really go forward and do this work that we do with our own ascension process. Susan Shumsky, over 11 books you've written so far, and you've just done wonderful teachings and sharings on this path. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here on Healing Conversations. Well, thank you, Lauren. It's my great pleasure to be here, and I'm very grateful that you have invited me. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
There's a place I go to when no one knows me. It's not lonely. It's a necessary thing. It's a place I made up. Find out what I made up. The nights I stayed up. Counting stars and places. Let it wash over me. I'm ready to lose my feet. Take me off to the place where one reveals life's mystery. Steady on down the line. Lose every sense of time. Take it all in and wake up that small part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. Everybody got the reason. Everybody got the way. We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. It gets into your body and it flows right through your blood. We can tell each other secrets and remember how to love. Da da dum da dum dum da dum 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 da dum dum. There's a place I'm going. No one knows me. If I breathe real slowly, let it out and let it in. It can be terrifying to be slowly dying. Also clarifying, we end where we begin. So let it wash over me. I'm ready to lose my feet. Take me off to the place where one reveals life's mystery. Steady on down the line. Every sense of time, take it all in and wake up that small part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. Everybody got the reason, everybody got the way. We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. And it gets into your body, flows right through your blood. We can tell each other secrets. Everybody got the reason. Everybody got the wing. We're just catching and releasing. What we
thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. experience online healing retreats brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. These magical online gatherings give you valuable insights, exercises, and channeled information on the great shift of the ages. Visit AcousticHealth.com and click on online retreats or check out our retreat archive and download the recordings. Life-changing online retreats 
bioacoustichealth.com.